0: Hello, everyone. This is your host, Brandi Williamson. I am a birth and postpartum mental performance coach. I've designed this podcast to offer you a unique combination of performance psychology principles and faith-based insights to support you along your journey of motherhood every step of the way. Welcome back to mom material. what is your stress level right now think about the past six months where would you rate yourself low moderate high well i can tell you that mine is through the roof okay so this year jess and i had our first baby he is now four months old and that means that we've both been sleep deprived for the past four months Um, I'm only partly kidding, (laughs) Uh, but not. And we, as we were dealing with uh, becoming new parents and making that transition, we also found out that we were moving while he was one month old to a new place, to a new estate for Justin's job we after the movers came and packed up all of our stuff we lived out of a suitcase and lawn chairs for about half a month maybe a little bit more we actually had to move through multiple states and that's not including texas being as massive as it is so basically let's just say across the country and we moved to our new home with a four month old road tripping staying in multiple hotels I left all my friends behind um, and starting all over in a new town is scary and sad. We have been adjusting to our new house. We did not uh, see it before we moved in. So I was just praying that there weren't uh, cockroaches just like crawling all over the wall. So I had Justin going first just to make sure. And we've also been unpacking everything. And just now about like two weeks after the fact, I feel like mostly everything is out of the boxes and put where we want it to go. Not to mention that we're going to have to move in about five months. So we don't have a lot of time here. So I just feel like us unpacking is stressful because we're just going to repack it back up. Also, it's just very uncomfortable moving to a new place. You have no idea where anything is. You're going to have to meet all new people. So I can go on and on and on. But these are my top stressors in my life right now. When you think about your life, what comes to mind? What causes you to be stressed out? And when you think about the stress, what would you say? Would you say that it's harmful to your body? Or would you say that it's not harmful? I mean, when I think about that, my gut reaction is to say that it's harmful. I've read about what chronic stress can do to the brain. increases amygdala activity. It increases depression, anxiety, and also decreases neuroplasticity. Also, I just have the anecdotal experiences of just feeling so overwhelmed, defeated, and exhausted. So, yeah, I do feel tempted to say that it is harmful to my body for my own experiences. But what if I told you it's not really about the stress, but about the way you interpret the stress? Kelly McGonigal is a health psychologist and professor at Stanford. She challenges people's notions of stress and actually encourages people to embrace it. So let's go back to those questions I asked you at the beginning of the episode. Have you experienced stress? And do you believe it's harmful to your body? Yes or no? McGonigal cites a 1998 study showing that high levels of stress actually increase the risk of of death by 43%. Except for those who didn't believe stress was harmful. What? Okay, it gets better. In fact, the lowest risk of death occurred in those who experienced high stress, but did not believe it was harmful. The risk was even lower than those who reported low levels of stress. Essentially, the effect that we expect is the effect that we get everyone has braced me about coming to the place that we moved i got a lot of people saying that they hated it that it was so boring um that i just am gonna be like so lonely and this is like not a good thing as your friends are like asking you about it like of course give your honest opinion but yeah you know um i tried to manage my expectations but you know, I kind of just refuse to believe that because it totally comes down to our mindset. Like ask any person that has done anything hard. You can make the most of any experience that you're in by having that growth mindset, like we talked about in episode two and find opportunities where you're at. Like you can't help the situation. And I knew that, like, I, I know that I can't necessarily do anything differently about the situation that I'm End. so i want to have a realistic hopeful um, viewpoint and perspective on it but i also really was experiencing and am experiencing a lot of stress my life has changed a lot and with it come uh, sleepless nights and uncomfortability and all of these things that do like increase stress and um those feelings those negative feelings that do come with stress okay so stress is actually a paradox because by it we find meaning so mcgonagall's definition of stress is this stress is the experience of demands sometimes increased or intensified on the mind and body when something you value or care about is at stake For example, in The Upside of Stress, her book, she cites that countries where people report more stress also have a higher GDP, more happiness, and greater satisfaction in life. So, what? How can we have meaning in the same place we have stress? That doesn't seem like those two things fit together. McGonagall claims that if you pursue ambitious goals and you take on significant responsibility, sure, you're going to be stressed out, but you're also more likely to be happy and to find meaning and purpose in your life and actually live longer. So let's go back to that list of our personal stressors we made at the beginning of this podcast. I want you to circle those stressors that include people or things that are meaningful to you. Often you'll find that they revolve around relationships like your children, spouses, parents, family. They also include friends, personal assets, and jobs. Now I want you to imagine all your stressors were gone. That would also delete all of the things and all of the people that I just mentioned. I mean, for me, that's a terrible reality and I would never want that because I want my family. I want my my child. I want um, the ability to per- pursue my goals and my ambitions with this new job and this podcast. This whole concept was highlighted to me on a spiritual level as I was talking to one of my best friends today. We were talking about what was on our hearts and she was just sharing feelings of being antsy because she was so comfortable. She lives currently in the place where she's always lived. She's grown up. All of her family is there. And she was sharing with me that she doesn't necessarily know if it's her being discontent or if God is actually calling her to move somewhere new, to be on mission and to go somewhere else to serve, um, new people. And she was also sharing how she feels she's seen me develop so much every time we've moved. So, yeah, sure. Like, although it's been incredibly challenging to experience all of these new transitions from being just a single independent woman to being married and still being independent, and now being a full time mother who's constantly needed, like, that is so hard for me to lose that independency, um, to not do everything that i want exactly when i want where i want how i want like i am totally like being sacrificial towards my family and towards our son um, by giving up um you know my full-time job i made great money i really enjoyed what i did i i personally like the i like doing the work that I did I like the attention that I got from it Um, and almost like the notoriety obviously like that's a a self-centered thing Um, but if I'm being honest with myself like I like that I like talking about my job and even those personal transitions becoming a mom having it be all about the baby and even coming to where we're at now because of my husband's job like I left all that behind and then also moving all, of the, t- all of the time, moving to a new place. And we're going to have to move in the next five to six months to a new spot. And however long Justin is in the army, we're going to have to continue to do this. Let alone me raise the, the kids um, by myself if he has to deploy or go on training cycles. And I know um, military spouses that are listening to this, they have they totally understand where I'm coming from and have definitely experienced way more than I have. But with my own experience, it is hard, but because it is uncomfortable and because it is hard, it actually helps me find so much meaning and purpose in my own life because I have to desperately depend on God. I was, I was telling her, um, my, one of my best friends I was like, Look, we have the Holy Spirit as Christians, not just as the seal of our salvation, but also to do things that are beyond our own limits. Like, it is actually a part of my family's ministry. Like, it is a blessing that we get to minister to new people so often um, that I actually need to his spirit to help me and guide me every single day like I cannot do this on my own I can't just um be like this happy-go-lucky extroverted individual like trying to do new things um in a new place meet new friends put myself out there like and like sacrifice my time and um love on the people that I'm around without the holy spirit So I really hope that this episode encourages you wherever you're at to reframe your stress and to see meaning instead, because it is there. If you enjoyed this episode, remember to rate the show and write a review to let me know what topics you're most interested in. Also, remember to save your spot for my upcoming childbirth, postpartum, and high-performing families masterclass launch this January. You can reserve your spot by going to the book online section of my website, matrescencebirth.com. Thanks for listening.